Yeah, yep. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Mama Momo in for the hour. We are always happy to have her on a Wednesday in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, don't forget, we're giving away Rams hoodies at 630. Uh, we're going to pit two members of the audience against each other for a little station Ooh. slash sports trivia uh, in a contest. And the winner will take the hoodie home. Uh, obviously, in honor of the Rams playoff game, which will be on Saturday right here on this very station. Your home of the Rams, 710 ESPN. And as we are the home of the Lakers as well. Uh, and they are back in action tomorrow, right? The Lakers are back in action tomorrow? Yes? No? Maybe? Yes. Yes. They play the Spurs tomorrow. Spurs here in L.A., right. Um, so... Momo, the situation LZ and I have talked about. So this is not an indictment on Marcus Gasol, LZ and I. Uh, LZ, right? I mean, you and I both like what Marcus Gasol brings to the table. I don't want to misconstrue yes, yes, anything. Yes, of course. But, yeah, right. Yeah. We just wonder if you think um, that they could use maybe another big man and, and almost like a break glass in case of emergency, right? Just to have uh -huh. someone that can do more of the things that Dwight or JaVale could have done last year. You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. just have that other guy in there just in case you need him. So, I, I hear that. And I, I think that's also smart. It would be a, a smart move for them in the sense that, like, Marcus Hall's older. He's going to have some injury stuff. Some You know, like, you're just – it's going to happen. And you should have somebody on hand. They have um, they have the G League guy, DeAndre Kaycock, right? He's right. pretty good. Um, yeah. But he's kind of more of a Montrezl Harrell type. Correct. Like you should think of him as like an energy guy. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. They don't have the like Dwight JaVale guy who's just, you know, gives them that verticality, that that guy you throw lobs to all the time. Right. And that would be helpful. I'm trying to think of who would be out there because that's not Pau. Pau Gasol is like his brother, right? Like right. they got to play similarly. Um right. And, and, you know, Pal, like Marks, they used to call him like the little tank, right? And like Pal's never been like a tank. But, um, you know, there's Pal and Mark. And then there's uh, like Pal's out there. He's training. But, you you know, again, that's the same issue, like injury issues and durability. So, like, I think you'd want somebody like young and uh, versatile, you know, somebody who can just kind of plug in there. That's why I think Kaycock's a nice option there. And like theoretically, yeah. that's what Montrez Harrell would do. But he's never been known as that kind of a defender. Yeah. No, he has and when when the free agency period was at its, you know, mm -hmm. frenzy and we were still on air, uh, Momo, my biggest concern that I repeated over and over again was not to underestimate what Dwight Howard and JaVel McKee McKee yeah. brought to the table defensively. And that, you know, signing Trez does nothing to address that aspect of the conversation. Though I like Trez a lot, and I sort of feel the same way about Marc Gasol. Whereas Marc Gasol, from a skill set perspective, brings a lot of good things and a lot of things that the other guys I mentioned don't bring. But what yeah. those guys do bring, Marc doesn't. And can we survive without having it? Uh, it's, it's a good question, honestly, because they um, it's going to be a matchup thing. So like you have to look at what other teams? What do the other teams in the West have? What are the teams in the like? Who who are you worried about? Like who who does that? Who what matchup does that make you think? Oh, I need to get somebody like that. And maybe the answer is actually on your team, and you just don't think of him as a center because he doesn't like to play center. It's Anthony Davis. But, yeah, yeah. Maybe but it's Anthony Davis. Davis. In, 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 in a playoff Anthony situation, Davis could, could not do anything with Jokic. Jokic backed them down wherever he wanted to, how he wanted to, every single isolation possession. It was Dwight Howard's point. physicality that kept 
um, Jokic from doing that. It wasn't Anthony Davis. You say physicality. Jokic would say dirty play, but whatever, 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 works, right? whatever, 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 whatever. Yeah, but that's the point. That's what Dwight did. Dwight got in there and he gooned him. He was right. like, I'm just going to mess with this guy. And he got him He got him upset. He got under his skin. Jokic was irritated. He got in foul trouble. That's exactly what Dwight needed to do. <laughs> like, right. that's what. that's why the Lakers won those games because they, like, they flustered Jokic and they got him in foul trouble. Yeah. I, there is nobody on, on the street that's available at the moment. Try to look. I mean, there's. I, I looked it up yesterday. There. there really isn't anyone. Um, at, you know, you would have to make a move. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and right. I, you right. know, so, you know, could you get Hassan Whiteside for a second round pick who's not playing very much with Sacramento and Luke Walton and company? Maybe, you know. Oh, Maybe. George. Whoa. I mean, really? I don't want him anywhere near this <laughs> listen, team. Listen, listen, you know? listen, okay. No, I, I know a, what I'm you're a, saying. I'm a firm believer in LeBron James's leadership. I'm yeah. looking for I'm looking for oh, guys. L- LZ, but Look, that looking, would be a test of all tests even for LeBron. It really would. It really no, would. I, I'm, but listen, I'm sorry, people. He brought J.R. Smith to a championship. So after that, I will, just believe in him. Two. Two championships. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, but what? But, <laughs> so, so I'm good. I'm right. good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but you know what? That's a great point. That would be the ultimate test, okay? But um, I would say, like, it's in that, it's an interesting idea. I never thought of that one. That's that is interesting. Right, because he's ma- he's making the veterans minimum there. Yeah, it has to be somebody like that. I'm just trying to think about like which teams are going to get rid of vets, right? Like who would like do buyouts of you know like the same way they got Mark Markeith last year. Like that was that's that you know Markeith was the small ball five last year. Okay, right. he played mm-hmm. alongside you know in the Houston yep. series it was Markeith. Um, so they, they have those guys on the roster. I mean, they got Marquis for nothing last year. So, like, I think it's something like that. I think it's a late-season buyout guy as opposed to somebody who's just sitting around. But, I mean, there are some, like, good players out there, right? Like Kyle Korver's not on the team. You know, Jamal Crawford's not on the team. I mean, there's, there's some decent players who were, like, in the league making contributions last year and that are not – that don't have jobs yet. So, I mean, I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens in Brooklyn – um, with uh, Jared Allen and how they manage that Jared, Jared Allen, DeAndre thing. Like DeAndre is part of the super friends group. Jared Allen is probably better. Um, that comes to a head at some point, but there's got, there's got to be some bigs on the outs on teams that are going to let them do a buyout. Right. Like let's look at some bad teams. Like Sacramento is a good, is a bad team. Uh, who else is a really bad team right now? I mean, I mean, but, you can look at Detroit. I don't, you know. Yeah, well, the Pistons have thirty-seven centers, so there is that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. So I, I mean, like, listen. Am Oklahoma. I suggesting that the Lakers yeah. aren't in position to repeat? No, I'm not suggesting that at all. What I am suggesting, though, is that last season we won the championship, losing five games, only one game against a player of Jokic's caliber, because of the physicality that Dwight Howard was able to bring to nullify his presence. We are going to have a much different, much more difficult time repeating as champions if we can't get another big man who can match the physicality of the Go Bears, of the Jokic, of the Nurkic's, of the guys who are going to be too strong for the Trezes and the and the Morrises that we have, and are going to be too mobile for the Marcus Alls. Yeah, and and then it becomes a question of can Anthony Davis do it? I mean, he can. He I mean, can. He can, but you don't That's want him. That's not his preference. Yeah, and, and not his preference. And also, I don't think the Lakers want him guarding Jokic. <laughs> like, I don't think, <laughs> like, let's say you're, like, okay, look, the Sixers, how many points do they have at halftime? 82, 
Is that what you said? Yeah, it was like 80 something. Yeah. I mean, Philly looks good. So yep. you want him? You want Mark? You want a uh, Marcus Saul or Anthony Davis in there with Joel Embiid? Not right now. He's playing nope. great. No. Not yeah. right now. No. Yeah. Wait till you get some more Snickers in his belly or something. But not right now. <laughs> you know that story I did with him. I had this conversation with uh, his nutritionist that he that he just hired. He does these like weekly Zoom calls with her, and mm-hmm. she's this like world renowned nutritionist. Okay in uh australia so like every australian olympic team has worked with her etc and she was telling me that the one of the biggest issues that joel has is that he's kind of like a a picky eater like you gotta have you gotta have his meat like well done like he grew up eating like his mom's food that was like wonderful cameroonian food which is like stews and Mm -hmm. vegetables and plantains and all that stuff and like so he'll have these chefs and like you know chefs they don't want to overcook meat Right. They don't want right. to. Oh, and he's like, no, if, if the chicken isn't like really cooked, I can't eat it. I can't do it at all. Like, I, I'll just send it back. And then he ends up ordering like takeout and, you know, the, the whole nutrition stuff goes out the window. But he's actually sticking to it right now. And which I think is why you're seeing him play so well. But he's sticking to it. He is. Um, I think the Sixers are like such an interesting scenario right now because they're playing so well that. I would have told. I would have said they should do the James Harden trade, but they're playing so well that you're like, oh, maybe they shouldn't. Maybe yeah, they I don't think they should run. anymore. They don't yeah. want that. Yeah, don't I don't think that. they should anymore. You know. Um, you know what, Momo? On the other side, I do want to ask you about the latest on James Harden, and I do want to ask you about the Clippers and kind okay. of their what they've been going through with uh, Ty Lue as opposed to Doc, right? Like what they're yeah. what they're kind of yeah, um, Phantom of the Opera out there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. and what yeah. kind of the feeling is in that <laughs> locker room compared to maybe last season, right? Sure. Like, let's do some of that on okay. the other side, and then uh, in the last segment for you, we've got some Rams and Dodger stuff with you that we want to hit up. Uh, yeah, I like there's that. Some, there's some Dodger rumors out there that are juicy, so we'll we'll get Ooh, to all that with yeah. Momo. Don't forget, six fifteen, Demarco Farr is going to stop by. Six thirty, we're giving away a Rams hoodie. We're going to pair two of you against each other uh, to play a trivia game, uh, sports trivia and station trivia, and the winner. Uh, we'll get this really cool Rams hoodie. So more with Momo. We'll be back in three and a half minutes here on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So down on LZ with you here at 710 ESPN. Mama Momo hanging out with us, as she does every Wednesday in the 5 o'clock hour. So, Momo, let's talk Clippers for a second. We spent the last 30 minutes talking about the Lakers. Let's talk as some well Clippers. As well we should. <laughs> yes, for sure. Defending champs. And, they got the um, bling. They got the bling. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about the Clippers for a second here. And I want to ask you about the latest on James Harden, too. But, um, you know, look, it, it feels like from the outside looking in, and, I, and I'm actually going to do a Clipper and a Laker game next week. So I'm oh, doing cool. the Pelicans are coming to town to play the Lakers and, and Clippers, and I'm going to do both games uh, next Wednesday and Friday. So it'll be my first time being around the Clippers this year. Um, but it feels like from the outside looking in, just kind of watching them while they're still. Well, fig- I mean, literally being around and outside looking at—that's literally like covering sports in twenty twenty. Well, it right? is. I mean, yeah. It is. Okay. It is. With mask on, on Zoom, and do you get to talk to them actually? Do you, as a I, we do. We get Zoom calls with them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, we do get Zoom calls with them. Yeah. Um, so, like, that that helps a little bit, yep. you know? Um, so, I um, I was – oops, my phone fell, sorry. Um, so, I, I, I feel like from watching them that while they're still trying to figure some stuff out, clearly, like on offense, it feels like, it, it does feel like there's a more business-like approach um, and maybe that's just me reading into stuff, just knowing Ty is kind of very serious, right? Um, what is your sense from talking to people about kind of how things are working in that environment at the moment? Yeah, I mean, look, they have a whole new staff too. Like, it's not just it's not just Ty. It's Chauncey. It's right. Kenny Atkinson. Like, yep. there's a lot more player development that right. they can Dan do now. Dan Craig from the Heat. Yeah, right? Dan yeah. Craig, right? Like, they have a whole... It, it, and I, I think there's this sense with the Clippers, like, when you lose that badly, like, when you blow it, like, so badly, like, there's just nothing to say. Like, you don't... Like, Ty doesn't need to get up into them and say, like, hey, guys, we can't let this happen again. Like, everybody knows, <laughs> right? I mean, there's right. This, You know, there is a little... There's still a little bit more drama over rotations and should Zubach play more and, you know, things like that. But I think the biggest thing for the Clips is, is just been the injury to Kawhi. Like, it's hard to – it's kind of hard to see what they are because he doesn't look right. Like, when you watch him, right, he doesn't look comfortable. I mean, with his mask on and the jaw. and the, I mean, he, he really got popped when he got hit there. And um, he hasn't really been the same yet. So, it's, it's kind of the same story as last year where until you see Kawhi and Paul out there in – both healthy, playing at the top of their game for a significant chunk of games. Like, we just don't know what they have. And I still don't necessarily know who their leader is because Marcus Morris, I think Marcus is, is the guy that they thought would really take more of a leadership role this year, but he's been hurt. He's been in and out a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just, it's you know, we're, we're just back to this, you know, how do they have an identity? It's what we're talking about with the Lakers. I think the Lakers have an identity. Yeah, they do. Uh, they know how they want to play. Yeah. I don't think the Clippers have that yet. And you know why? Uh, because it starts with the character of the leader of your locker mm. room. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say that Kawhi is not a man of good character. I spent some time with him. I feel as if he yeah. is a man of good character. But LeBron James has been juggling so much yep. while still performing at an incredibly high level as an athlete. And that's the difference between those two teams is that mm. he's able to compartmentalize, prioritize, and actualize the things that he wants to do and tra- and communicate it to his teammates in a way that brings them on board. Yesterday, they did not have a very good game. Yep. They did not. Yeah. And LeBron James, as everyone knows, is very active in the social justice movement. We all know about the news about Jacob Blake and what yep. didn't happen with the police officers. He had to deal with that. Yep. He was dealing with the special election and the runoff in Georgia. Yep. And he found a way to manage all of that where he's occupying space and still put in buckets when the Lakers needed them to. And I don't know who in the Lakers locker room can manage chewing their gum and walking at the same time the way that LeBron James can. And that's the difference between those two franchises. Yeah. Okay. So are you, uh, this is the, this is the, uh, a strange observation, okay? But I, I've always thought this about LeBron ever since I had this experience, all right? Mm-hmm. 2000, 2014, when he goes back to Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. I went out to do a story. It was like the night after he had announced, you know, the Lee Jenkins story, et cetera. 
And um, I flew to Cleveland and I did a little tour of the LRMR um, offices there, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they took me around. They were like, hey, this is LeBron's office. And I was like, oh, cool. All right. So I'm looking around and this office and he's there all the time. Like this isn't like a just a place, right? This mm -hmm. is this is like he's in the office a lot. And it was immaculate, like super neat, mm -hmm. um, super tidy, right? Like you could just tell like he's a he's a, a tidy person. Mm -hmm. um, and I could just kind of like get a sense of him as like, a you know, like when you look around at like what's on the wall, like what kind of books they read, what kind of what kind of things they have in the mm -hmm. in their office. Like, like you just get, it's like a window into somebody's world, right? Like somebody came to my house. I, I think you could judge a person by like, what does their car look like? What does their office look like? Like right. that tells you a lot. Oh, please okay? don't judge me by my car though, because I drive a lot. <laughs> There's water bottles in the on the passenger oh, floor. Oh yes, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my car is filled with with uh, changes of clothes, baby stuff, and and empty water bottles. Right. Right. And, and yeah. my car is filled with basketball, basketball shoes, tennis rackets, tennis shoes, and some yep. soccer cleats. And that shows you like what what do we do all day long? It's what like, do we do? Like, what do we do? And and like like. Sometimes when I go places, I'm gonna tell you that I'm gonna tell you way too much about myself. Sometimes when I have to go some <laughs> somewhere, like I'm if I'm doing an interview, and like let's say my car is in like a state of you know disrepair. Okay, not disrepair, but just like oh, I'm gonna need to like clean all that up or like mm -hmm. loose papers from press rooms or whatever it is. I'll be like, hey Nev, can I take your car? <laughs> and his car is like so clean all the time. It's really, really nice. nice. Like, and nobody knows. Nobody knows it's not my car. Like now you do because I just told you. But, um, but that's like you know that's LeBron is he has just got his act together. Like he's just he's got a lot on his plate. He manages things well. He compartmentalizes well. He takes on a lot. Like. I do want to educate some people, though. He tweeted last night, hey, let's get a group together and buy the, uh, buy the Atlanta Dream. As oh, WNBA we're, we're, uh, uh, we can't talk about that. That's oh. too political. Back it's up. It's not political. Beep, no, beep, no, no, no. It's not political. It's not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not giving you just like some, some straight facts, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. This is interesting. Don't worry. Go ahead. Don't worry. Okay. And uh, that's, the, that's the franchise that's owned by the, the current senator of, of Georgia, but will not be the senator for much longer. Um, who said some anti anti BLM stuff? Okay, the the WNBA protested against. Okay, so LeBron says let's jump in and buy the team. I wish he could, but the current CBA rules don't allow for that. Yeah. Don't allow. Right. And I think it was such an interesting thing because Twitter is such a window into people. Right? What's their first thought? What's their because it's so unfiltered. And the fact, like what you said, LZ, like you know his character. Like LeBron's first thought is like, let me just go buy that team and fix this. Let me just like right. swing my sword. You know well, what I mean? Like let me support, just... support these sisters yeah. who put it all on the line. How many people, not even yeah. athletes, how many people will directly challenge their bosses the way that the Atlanta Dream did? I know. I mean, I did a whole story For what about was it right. Summer. I know. It was a brilliant story. I absolutely loved it. I love the reporting on it. Um, I've spoken to people in the Atlanta area yep. who had told me months ago yep. that because of the actions and the things that you reported that, you know, Loeffler was con con contemplating selling yeah. her team. And you're sitting here and you're like going, these athletes today yeah. are empowered in a way that we've never seen. Well, and the WNBA players, like, that's the one thing I wanted to get to, like, but you, like... Raphael Warnock, the Reverend Warnock, who who won the Senate race last night, he was polling at nine percent. 
before yep. they did that. And like for them to just like lean in and do that, that was that that took some guts. Okay. He's, now she's gonna yeah, sell absolutely. the team. Let me let me let me tell you what's gonna happen. She's gonna sell the team. The election's yeah. over, it's not a campaign issue anymore. She has already stepped back from her role. She really, uh, when I talked to the senator over the summer, she said her involvement with the team is just limited to funding it. In mm-hmm. other words, you know, she's just going to fund it. Like that's, the, in other words, I pay for it. <laughs> okay. She's the but, money person. Yeah. It's yeah. so, so Mary Brock, but they had already, they had already been circulating like financial information to prospective buyers. Baron yeah. Davis was interested in buying them. He went and bought Reebok. So I don't know if he's got. Did he really buy Reebok? Though? Uh, something like, I don't know. I just saw his, that headline come across. Yeah, right? I saw it too. So yeah. I don't know if he actually did. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I love Baron. I got I to gotta text Baron. Let me find out. Let me yeah, find I, out. I love Baron. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so I mean, to me, it's like, I hope yeah. Baron did buy Reebok. Baron is one of the most interesting people. He did a document, people I know. Like, I don't know him super duper well, but he did a documentary on Domino's. And honestly, yeah. It was good as hell. Um, like, and I like playing dominoes. Like, I know how to play dominoes. So for me, it was like one of those pretty cool deals. Um, yeah. Mumble, let's keep this going on the other side. We yeah. also because we have to break, but we also have to. I want to talk to you about the rumors going on with the Dodgers because there's some Ooh. pretty Ooh. high high level names got? being discussed uh, with the Dodgers. So we'll get to that. And of course, the Rams are playing this weekend. But LZ and I are looking beyond this weekend. Oh, and we're gonna ask you a question. Are you guys getting ambitious? Are you thinking they're well? Gonna beat the maybe Seahawks? not. In, maybe not in the way you think. We'll explain on the okay. other side. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, I it's love a this hard song. Time. Life. Good yeah, yeah. call, Laura. Nice. One more segment with Momo today. Hey, DJ. Come on now. Um, so, Momo, couple of things because we only have a seven minute segment here. So we've got uh, we got a couple of things we want to ask you. Let's start with the Dodger stuff, which the, are the rumors, okay? So obviously we talked to you a long time ago when the uh, – I mean, man, it was like months ago, right? There was those Nolan Arenado rumors. Um, there's since then, I think – was it last week? Maybe or, well, it was Monday, actually. I think we were talking about Justin Turner allegedly at an impasse because he wants a four-year deal. He's yeah. 36 years old. Um, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. But today, the hot rumor is DJ LeMahieu as a free agent. Yeah, I've heard um, that. And and look, there's been some, uh, I guess, mixed reviews on Gavin Lux, right? Like they sent yep. him, we, you know, we all thought he was the guy. Then they sent him down last year. And it just feels like mm, maybe he's not the guy. Um, so let's start with the LeMahieu thing. Like We know how good he is. He's great. Um, and he just played for the Yankees this past year. Would you just say, if you're the Dodgers at this point, I know that in the past they haven't been the team that goes out crazy and spends in free agency, but now after spending on Mookie, uh, I don't know if that's the case or not or if that was just a one-time thing, but do, do you think they need to add to this championship roster, right? Like, Or do you believe that standing put and kind of mixing in their veterans with their young guys makes sense, um, especially in a division where the team – um, down south, two and a half hours down south, has just added three guys to their starting rotation, one which finished second in the Cy Young Award. Um, 
like, do you believe that they should stand pat or do you believe they should go after some of these guys, whether it's trade for Arenado or sign a DJ LeMayhew? I mean, I just don't see the LeMayhew thing. I don't, I know people are saying that, but I just, doesn't that feel to you like the market sucks and the Dodgers always get brought up as like the big sure. market team, you know, part that's going to yeah. bid on them, you know, like, hey, let's, let's just like throw the Dodgers name out there because we're not getting the market developing the way we want and nobody knows we're going to have fans this year, right? I mean, it, it's just, I don't think they need anything. I think you run it back. They got some really good young players. I mean, I, we haven't seen Gavin Lux, but they should have a good idea of whether he's the guy or not. Um, and if he's not the guy, then I say, then he's a really high price. He's a really hot prospect that you throw into a trade. I mean, you know, they did that with Alex Verdugo last year, and it worked out for both sides, right, in that Mookie Betts trade. Um, but, I, like, to me, it all kind of comes down to, like, if you're re-signing Justin Turner, and I think as long as – if nobody else gives him three years, I think he stays at the Dodgers. I think he's – I think the Dodgers would do two years for him. I think they would give him a little more money than elsewhere, even as, like, a hometown. Thank you for all your service. Uh, but I don't think they're going to go to three years. If somebody else throws three years at him, then he's got a decision to make. I mean, he's got a legacy here. And what's more important, I feel pretty good about them keeping Turner. Just, okay. just, 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 I mean, I mean LZ, you talk to people too. Okay. So yep. maybe you have a different take on it. My, my take from just conversations I have is that they're, they feel good about it, about him staying eventually. And, you know, it's just going to come down to whether or not somebody else throws a bag of money at him and nobody looks like they're doing that now. Um, and then, do you trade for Arenado? I don't think you need to trade for Arenado now. I think the price for him only goes down the longer you wait. The only question is, is somebody else going to trade for him? But um, that would be a great fit one day. It's just that that also hinges on what happens with Turner. But, I mean, I think Rios is a good player there, right? Like, he can slot right in there. I think Gavin Lux, yeah. they have, you know, if somebody signs Kike away, that's going to be a sad day for the Dodgers. But, like it's probably gonna happen. I would I would bet more on him going. LZ loves Turner. him some Kike. I, everybody Man, loves Kike, right? That I would mean, break my heart. I would I might actually cry live on air if he signs. I know. I love Kike too. I do. It's I, like I, he's just such a gamer, you know? <laughs> he's such a he, hustler. He he brings so many intangibles yes. on and off the field. I agree. That it, it was part of the reason why I didn't want to get rid of or lose Justin Turner. Yeah. Until the report of a four-year deal came about, yeah. I mean, we were we were discussing the trading for Arenado and 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 and, and Jorge, Jorge, and George and 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 Greg can both tell you I was not all for it because I wanted JT to come back because of the intangibles yeah. that he brings, but not for a four-year deal. No, that's crazy. That's that's, <laughs> that's way that's way too much, even for someone like me. I would much more be into trading for a Chris Bryant. Out of a Cubs franchise, mm -hmm. it looks like it's re kind of resurfacing. Or yeah, re yeah, they're, they're recalibrating. recalibrating. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd much I rather mean, do that. Theo stepped than... away so he didn't have to tear it down. Exactly, exactly. And and I, I think Chris, you know, obviously he's not the player he was at least statistically when he won MVP, but he's not thirty, right. and he's really really good. And if he wants an extension at twenty eight, twenty nine years old, I'm okay with giving him that. But a 36-year-old who wants to be on our roster at 40 at a high price, I, as much as I love JT, I can't do that for Ginger. No, yeah. Ginger, you can't get four years. You can get two with a, with a team yeah. option for one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, um, let me. All right. So let me sneak in real quick because we only have we have less yeah. than two minutes here. Um, LZ and I have been talking about the future of the quarterback position for the Rams, and we don't believe Jared Goff should be uh, oh that guy gosh. anymore. I like, know. We, I see. We, you we've kind of gotten there. Um, and and look, they've been they're married to him. It's going to be hard to move him. I get it, but. You know, Deshaun Watson is clearly disgruntled, and Les Snead oh. is clearly bold. Um, don't you try to kick the tires on that? Even if Houston says no, mm. don't you have to knock on that door? You have to, yes, of course. I mean, but what's it going to take to get him? Oh my God! You know, he's a franchise quarterback. Like I think he's proven it many times over. Um, there's also Matthew Stafford, who I think is on his way out in Detroit. There's Matt Ryan in Atlanta. There's, I mean, I think they're yeah, going to have some do options. Matt Ryan. I can't yeah. do Matt Ryan. Or Matt Stafford, do, even, to be honest. I could do Matt Stafford because Matt Stafford's actually a lot more mobile than mm-hmm. Jared as well as Matt Ryan. And he's got a big arm still. Yeah. Um, his decision making is a lot to be desired still, in my opinion. But physically, as an athlete, he has the intangibles that golf just doesn't have. Right. Oh, man. I, I cannot believe you're going to make me stick up for my Cal Bears. <laughs> no, you're, golf, you're really golf done is, with golf? You're done? No, golf is a really good passer. And there's no one that we've mentioned so far who is significantly better than him as a thrower of the football. The problem when it comes to golf, and I'm a golf fan, everyone knows that, but the problem when it comes to him is that he needs so much to go right in order to show what he can do that it just puts a great deal of burden on the rest of the team that another QB wouldn't require in order to be successful. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think with Goff is is just the turnovers. It's like if he could just take care of the ball better, like you can you could live with some of his other deficiencies. I, I, I mean, but you but know, he, Momo, uh, Brett Brett Favre was a turnover machine. Yeah, but, but because he, he brought too. all the other stuff, you yeah. rolled with it. Yeah. He, you're right. Like Jared, just he just can't be a negative. He's been a negative too many times. Yeah. But I'm not ready to give up on him yet. I mean, he's still a good young quarterback, and like I don't know, there's aging. Like that's why I like Stafford and Matt Ryan as like a hey, let's get an aging vet who wants to oh, play for a good team. Oh, but those guys are going to want to play still. Yeah, I think that's yeah, they're the going to want to play. But yeah. get him, put him in a com- competition. I, with Jared I, I, Ernest. You know, my other thing, if you can't kick the tires on Watson, which the Rams may not have the assets to pull off, um, I, you know, I texted you the other day, Momo, and I've had this conversation with yeah. LZ. Call the Jets and see what they want for Sam Darnold, and then draft a guy, and then you know that way you're at least grooming someone behind him for yeah. when the time comes that you can part his co- from his contract. So, yeah. yeah. What? Um, I mean, all right, Momo. came through. Came through. The, oh, listen, yeah. don't get LZ the started wolf, on the wolf, baby. okay? He loves the wolf of Inglewood over there. <laughs> uh, Momo, thank you so much for always making time Thanks, for boys. us on Wednesdays. Yeah. Thank all right. You. Yeah. Take Sounds care. Good. There Bye. she is, Mama Momo, with us here every Wednesday at 5 o'clock. All right, coming up next, LZ, uh, mm-hmm. the Lakers are playing the Spurs, and you know there may be some things about this roster, LZ, uh, that make may make that particular game challenging. And I'll tell you what that means in about three minutes. We'll be back on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Don't forget, DeMarco Farr is going to join us at 6.15 to talk Rams Seahawks. And at 6.30, we're giving away a Rams hoodie. We're going to pit two of you against each other, play some uh, sports and radio station, 710 ESPN trivia. Um, so be ready for that at 6.30. We're going to ask for two of you to call in. So, uh, But, Greg, what do you have here on What You Need to Know? All right. Well, I both know you love your dogs and you all have dogs. So there was a Texas woman that is breeding bulldogs, and they're costing $10,000. Nope. A couple. A, a couple. <laughs> That's it. That's I'm, the out. End of that. I'm out. I'm out. A, a couple. A couple came Shake up it. asking asking to buy the ten thousand dollar bulldog. She went upstairs to go get um, the paperwork, and they took off with the dog. She then ran, jumped on the hood of the speeding car, and tried to steal to stop them from stealing the ten thousand dollar puppy, and got it all done. Now, how far would you go for your puppies, LZ? For my for my puppy. Which one? Because one yeah, of them I would probably, I, one of them I would kill you. The other one I'd be like going dog that ain't right. So if you take the dog Casper, I'd probably kill you for Casper. But if you mess with Rufus, I'll be like, yo, dog, that ain't right. <laughs> so <laughs> just like, all right, bye. <laughs> So that, that, um, no, listen, I, I just spent $7,000 on back surgery for one of my dogs. So, I mean, you know, I mean, that, I'm, I mean clearly I'm going to go what, and do Dang. almost anything it takes to get, yeah. you know, keep the dog alive. Puppy's got back. Yeah, he's still learning to walk again, so that's tough. But uh, Sure, uh, we, uh, that'll do it for what you need to know. All right, what you need to know, brought to you by Morongo. Play well, what about you? Times. Yo, G, do you have any dogs? I do have a dog. I have you just a got American, a dog, right? I did. American yeah. Bulldog named Lola, and she is amazing, and I would do absolutely anything for her. If she got away, I would go after anybody. And like you said, LZ, I would kill someone for it for her. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, what do you have a dog you, Laura? I have two. One of them, I would definitely kill you for her. She's like four pounds. The other one, you're going to bring it back. You could steal him, but I know you're going to bring him back. So it's okay. <laughs> you could take him for a little bit. You could babysit. Yeah. Yeah. I just have two cheese. And you know what's so funny? And this is going to be like one of the rawest, most honest conversations I probably have ever had on air. I've never had a dog before, before we adopted Casper. And I always used to look at people who would do things like spend $7,000 on surgery. Or one of the things that I used to always joke about, you guys remember Independence Day, the first one, Will Smith and Vivica Fox? And Vivica Fox and the aliens are blowing up everything. And she's got the door open waiting for a dog to come in as everything's blowing up all around her. And I was like, girl, if you don't close that damn door before you blow up. But now that I have a dog, I get it. And I'm like, you know what, Vivica? I would keep that door open too for my dogs. I got you, girl. I understand now. But before actually having a dog, I never understood it. I never understood why you would risk so much for an animal. But now that I have couple, I'm like going, oh, they're not animals. They're just family. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. So, uh, Greg, did you just apologize to me on text about me having to <laughs> It's okay. Like, I appreciate yeah. you being nice enough to say I'm fine with it. Like, he's got to learn to walk again. He's in a long rehab process. But he did safely get out of back surgery. So there's that. You don't have to yeah. apologize. Good, he good. Say, he said, I'm sorry for bringing up your pain and hurt. He did I, something yeah, like that. I, he just I, it was. I, I felt bad. I, was, I, I remember you told me about it, and I was like, oh, I should, probably shouldn't have brought up a dog story like this. So, oh, that's sweet. Good, oh. good for you, Greg. Good for you. I know you weren't 
they say you are on tele- on like in a certain places. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> I got to. I, I was like, wait. It took me a slight second to. I'm like, did he really? Uh, did that? you really he say did. that? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was like, damn. Man. Nice. You were being nice to me too. It was so it was so beautiful, and I was enjoying it. And then it was just like, all right. Well, so we you got you, you had to dump the entire compliment. Do I have to do the, Do I have to reissue an entire compliment, or do you get the gist of what I was saying? I got it. Yeah. I got okay, it. Okay, I got okay. it. Thank, I'm a little concerned you know. if you would redo that. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, you guys got to keep them separately, but not together. Okay. I, I thought I took a pause. I'm sorry. <laughs> what's, what's, what's up? What's up, y'all? <laughs> How y'all living? I got quick reflexes. I got that. Don't worry. Thank you, thank you Laura. <laughs> I was nice and casual with it. You were. It took me a little. It took me like a fraction of a second. I was like, nope, dump. <laughs> you know. Good lord! So you were talking about the Lakers, huh? I'm just pulling back the curtain. I guess I pulled it back too far. The Lakers won. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't know what else to say to be honest with you. Anyway, uh, the Lakers. So LZ, they mm-hmm. um, they are playing the Spurs tomorrow. But our Dave McMiniman, our pal who will join us later this week, um, reported today. That Anthony Davis, LeBron, and KCP, who's been out for a minute, um, are all questionable for Thursday's game. How do you feel about like look, LeBron, man, no matter what, right? Like we talked about all the um all the stuff about like him cherry picking stuff. And and I when we talked about it, remember when he said that to President Obama, I kind of laughed because I'm like, good luck trying to get LeBron off the floor, right? And I think LeBron has mastered over the years how to pick and choose his spots, you know what I'm saying, like in-game, as opposed to load managing or whatever. But I do feel like every once in a while, you probably should sit him for his own good, right? And, And I think that easier said than done, but I do think it's in the best interest of the team's future, both short term and long term here relative to the season, if you find some spots for him to just kind of take a rest, and AD for that matter too. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. And I think when it comes to the Lakers in particular, we as well as the Clippers, though us more so, I mean in a unique position because we could finish second and still be home. <laughs> right? Like most teams are fighting for home court advantage. We can – you know, finish second to the Clippers and still have that same advantage without having to exert as much energy to secure a number one overall seed. And I think between that and the fact that this team is so good on the road that ultimately it doesn't really matter where we play, that has informed the decision-making in terms of who plays how many minutes to a level in which a lot of other teams simply don't have that luxury. Right. Right. Yeah, I do think there's some of that, right? Like, the Lakers have an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> so, I think because they have an embarrassment of riches, I think that you should, you know, uh, like tread we op- carefully at times. But who are we opening on the road against in the Western Conference that we're thinking, oh, God, if we're on the road against them, that could be problematic? You know, maybe Portland. But even with Portland, we're still just better than them. Right. We'll get a win 
on their home court against yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that if Portland, if they're healthy, they're better than a five than a five game series that we saw last year, right? Yes, like it's probably absolutely. six, no, right? It's probably six or maybe even seven. Maybe you, know? you never know, right? If some Dame goes crazy, right, in a game exactly. or CJ. Um, you know, CJ doesn't have to have a backyotomy um, like he did last year, <laughs> right? Um, and and you know, so yeah, I, I'm with you, but I, I I don't I don't fear anyone in the West if I'm the Lakers, nope. and I still think the only team that can really push them to seven in the West is the Clippers. I, you know, maybe the Clippers, um... but you don't see them in the first round. To your point, right? You don't, and when you do see them, chances are you'll likely see them in the conference finals, in which case, what does it matter about home court advantage? Right. So I'm not overly concerned, I guess, about the usage of AD and LeBron costing us games that could you know, hurt our chances of having the number one overall seed because I simply don't think we need a number one overall seed to repeat. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, though, because obviously, you know, AD is the most important big man on the roster. But speaking of big men, um, Greg had a story for us earlier when we were doing our show meeting about Cam Newton. Uh, Greg, mm-hmm. re- what does Cam Newton want going to next going into next season? So Adam Schefter is saying he said it on a, on a sh- the Greg Hill show or something like that, and he said that. If he leaves New England, the most likely spot he'll end up is in Washington. And if he goes there, he's going to want two years, 40 to $45 million. Two years when? <laughs> Five years ago. <laughs> no, next year. Now, two years to play football, LZ. In the As NFL? the quarterback. As the quarterback. Yes. In the National Football League, yes. You do know I, I I love Cam. I'm a Cam fan. You guys know that, right? Yeah. He's lost his damn mind. He has lost his damn No one who is intelligent is offering him that kind of money based upon his last, not this season, not last season, not even the season before that. Like the last four seasons, he's done nothing to suggest he warrants that money. Am I crazy? No, you're right. You're 100% right. I love Cam. <laughs> you know, I was on the Cam VP uh, campaign when it, when he won it. Like, I thought he was unbelievable. But he's nowhere near the player that he was back then. Um, he hasn't even – he has not been that player for three years. He showed a glimpse of it early this season, and then COVID happened, and he had uh, some injuries – and that was it. And then we never saw that cam again. And I don't think we'll really ever see that cam again. No. No, we won't. And, you know, it's fine, you know, because that's part of the game. Like, I know that LeBron James and Aaron Rodgers and obviously, you know, Tom Brady, and if you look at the other sports, Serena and Federer, and you look at some of the other sports, like, obviously there are so many examples of people 34, 35, 36 still being near the top, if not at the top of the games to make you think that Cam could also be that player. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember, those are outliers. Those That's not still isn't the norm. You need to be really special physically to be that late in your career and performing at that level. And Cam, who's only 31, who'll be 32 this year, really hasn't looked like an all-world player for at least three seasons. And right. I think that's not about his age. That's about the toll this game has has had on him. Yeah, 
that's it. That's the reality of it. It has been that. It's just this body, man. He brutalized his body. He was basically like a running back for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who could throw the ball 25 times a game. Like, it was insane what they were doing with him. It was. It was. And, you know, I don't think there are any regrets in this situation. He's won MVP. He's led his team to a Super Bowl. He may or may not be a Hall of Famer. I think when you compile what he's done in college as well as, you know, some of the statistical exploits he's had in the pros, he certainly is a a conversation Mm -hmm. to be had as a Hall of Famer. But at this point, he's way past his prime, and he's not talented enough of a passer to make up for what he lost in terms of physical skill. So apparently Key this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were going at it about this with J. Will. Uh, I, I think J. Will and I, J. Will was on our side, LZ, and, you know, Key loves him some camp. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So uh, here's what Key said this morning. But I really think it will test the, him through adversity by having a, a juncture in his career for the first time that he will be a backup. And how will he handle that? Can he go out and winning and starting a job again? I think that's a question we're all going to be talking about next season. Key, what do you think here? Man, the dude is going to be in New England, man. You call it. He's going to be in New England. He's going to. Now, whether or not they bring in a young quarterback or veteran guy, Cam Newton is going to be with the New England Patriots. Jared Stenham is not the future. That's why Stenham did take a snap yesterday. Bill won't play Stenham. I'm saying he sees him every day. Cam Newton was never going to complete balls at a high rate. His best completing percentage was in the 60s, and that was with Narv Turner. So it's like. He's better than what we saw. He's thrown for eight TDs, and he's had 10 interceptions. Like, he struggled within games and critical junctures of the game. Uh, from a playmaking ability, I know he can make a lot of plays with his feet and rush for a lot of TDs, but it, it just feels like, you know, look, this offseason is going to be so fluid. There, there are a lot of people that I think Bill Belichick will try to pursue to see if the optionality will be there for him to bring somebody different into that organization. I mean, Key loves him some Cam, though, man. He does. He does. He does I, love him some Cam. I, I love Cam, too, but I totally disagree with what he just said. Yeah. He's in just terms not that of, dude anymore. Yeah. He's, he's not. And actually, he was never that dude that fit into what Bill Belichick likes to do. Correct. Correct. Bill has changed um, his offense for Cam. Right. But if given his choice, he would much rather go back to what he knows was successful with someone else than try to continue to figure out if I can work with this 30-some-year-old who's never thrown for 4,000 yards since his rookie year. All right, DeMarco's going to join us in three minutes. We'll ask him real quick about that, and then we'll get into the Ram Seahawks this weekend with DeMarco. But I'll tell you this. You know who I think Bill's going to trade for? And he's going to trade for him cheap if they don't cut him? Jimmy Garoppolo. Watch. He's going to bring him back to New England. Look, just watch. Mm. Just watch. Trust me. I'm watching. I'm watching. Watch. Don't believe me. Just watch. Uh, All right. So DeMarco Farr will join us next. We'll talk Rams Seahawks. What are the Rams' chances against a Seahawks team that they've generally owned but with a hobbled quarterback? We'll talk to DeMarco Farr about that in three minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 